Welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and this is episode number 45. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing you a, just, I mean, true firecracker, Tori Stevens. You are going to love this conversation. Not only is she going to talk to you that you're not your J-O-B, that your identity is not about what you do, it's about why you do it, what is deep inside. And she says, don't abandon yourself and don't abandon your identity. Okay, there's so many more just like pearls that you're gonna take away from this episode. So now let's have this conversation begin. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Hello everyone, welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today I have Tori Stevens with me. And I gotta tell you, before we hit the record button right now, we were chit-chatting about things that are going on with her in her life. And you know how you have people that come into the room and just it just lights up. Well, I can see her on the video. If you go over to YouTube, you could see her, but you're <laughs> going to feel it coming through the airwaves. So Tori, welcome to the show. So excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait for this conversation. Well, and what's so great is that when you're on fuego, like you are right now, and the energy is just like emanating from you, it's just it literally fires me up too. And so I'm excited that you've had such a spectacular morning and that we are going to continue this like cruising. Let's just keep it going. The flow is awesome. Yes. But for those that don't know you, and I know that that is hard to even fathom, but <laughs> could you share a little bit about your journey, about the silver linings that have gotten you there? And I have my highlights that I want to make sure to bring out as well. And, and we might even talk a little bit about, you know, some of the successes you've had this morning. So tell me, tell me more about you and yes. your success. Okay. So three years ago, I decided to become an entrepreneur. I am a single female. I have a house, a horse, a dog, and a car. So obviously it took some strategic planning, recognizing that I was needing to be my own champion when it came to, especially financially, be able to do this successfully. My background is higher education and corporate America. So when I was in higher education for the first seven years, I was either in admissions or career services. And I really focused in on why. And it was so baffling to me how nobody asked why questions. And that's how I actually found Simon Sinek about 14 years ago, because I was like, 
oh my gosh, he's one of me. Like I ask why questions, just like he says, it's not what you do, but why you do what you do. That was really important because one of the absolute best head talks out there for oh my those that happens. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, I still, to this day with my coaching clients and in my group coaching, I have everybody watch it. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, me time. too. 100%. In and yes. out. On the yes, way down so and on the way out. So good. Yes. So that was really important because in 2008, when I was in admissions, and then in 2010, when I was in cruise services, everyone was focused on this is the um, undergrad degree I'm going to have. This is the job that I'm going to have. I'm going to be in this job for a significant amount of time, like potentially decades to come. And when that carpet got ripped out from underneath everybody, especially in 2008, everybody had to hold up the mirror and go, who am I? Because my job is not my identity, but over the past maybe decades or two, I've made it my identity. So everybody understood the what, but people weren't understanding the how and the why. Carry that forward. So when hold I would, on before yeah. you even continue, because that's too good to pass up. How, yes. many, how many people are listening right now and completely understand the whole, my identity is 100% wrapped up around my job. My role. Yes. My, my role. My yes. Role. I mean, huh? Yes. yes, yes, yes. And yes. And the reason that you're so passionate about this is that for, for so many people, we don't know the why we're just like, this is, you know, my parents thought I should do this. This right. is just the direction. This is just the job that fell into my lap after college. Right. This is, I mean, the stories go on and on and on. And I'd be curious, you know, everyone out there listening, what's your story? Absolutely. And it's, here's what it's really tied to money from a safety and security perspective. What if I went to a different company? Would I make less money? I don't have time in order to find a different job. I don't know how to do anything else besides what I have been doing. So who would hire me? We already have abandoned ourselves and our identity before we have even ever taken one step forward and gotten curious. We have shut down the opportunity. So what happens is, yes, our identity gets left behind. So here's when our identity blows up in our face in a midlife or quarter life crisis. That happens because we have focused on external objects or things in order to give us, I call a caffeine boost of happiness. We need a new haircut. We need a new outfit. We need a new relationship. We need to move. We need a different job or we need, I mean, half the time, that's what a, jo- a different job is. It's just another caffeine high. It is a distraction externally because we do not understand and we have forgotten who we are internally. Yes. I call it the midlifer stuck in the mid zone. Mm. And yes. I love your caffeine high. I mean, yeah. Yes. Everyone's like, you know, kind of like, give me the fix. Give me the fix. Give me the quick fix. Absolutely. The temporary that, high. Yeah. Point me in that right direction. And it might be a lot of different things, but you know, somehow. Mm, yes. Yeah. Right. How do we keep that IV going with the coffee, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. And so what's really happening inside is I call it an internal rub is going. 
where your role that you play externally and the identity that you play internally are like literally two sticks and think about a fire when you're out in the woods, right? You rub those suckers together so many times and it's going to ignite or as Brene Brown would call it, or the medical world chandeliering. And so that reaction, you know, because here's the deal, your body has been keeping score on you because every time you go find a, a caffeine high, it's like, okay, for right now, I'm all right. And for right now, I'm all right. And sooner or later, it doesn't work. The piggy bank is filled. And the only way to get it empty is to crack that sucker open and to start peeling back the layers and going, who the heck am I? Why am I put on this earth? How come I function the way that I do? And when am I going to choose myself? Because for the majority of my career, I've probably chosen what I think somebody else wants me to operate, do, be, or say. And I can't do that any longer because I can't even breathe, right? Like they get to this point that they're just like, I don't even know who I am any longer. So this is interesting because it, you know, this identity crisis, right? You know, nobody likes the midlife crisis, but truly what it is at its core is identity, identity crisis. And it usually hits about that 35 to 50 plus, right? right? In the fifties. And when you are looking at this and you're saying, you know, this is the real root. How, okay. People are starting to be like, I'm thinking like, she's actually talking about me. Yeah. What can they do? Like, what, what do you suggest? What do you, what, what comes to mind here? Because this happened to you where you're like, oh my gosh. And I remember when we were talking initially, you said you had 10 jobs in 12 years or something like that. I mean, crazy, 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 crazy. I moved 12 times in one year and that was crazy. (laughs) But you also said that you had 12, you interviewed 12,000. Yes. You've interviewed 12,000. You've hired 2,000. I mean, help me understand how, you know, all of this came out of the slog of like, you know, interview after interview after right. interview, right? Give, yes. us, give us some details there. Sure. So the people that I've interviewed, those 12,000 people, they are. Well, let's back up. The reason why people don't even apply to a job is because they're terrified of the interview. So the reason for, what would you say percentage wise is that like, I mean, I would think that most, I would say at least 80 to 90%, because if you think about it, if 5% of the population um, achieves a goal, that means that you have 95% of the population who's stagnant. Right. So they don't even make the, they're not even going to go do the interview because they're so petrified that- They don't know how themselves. to do Yeah. They're, they're petri. So what's interesting is COVID, for example, 2020 was a mere reflection as to is your life working for you or not? It was very scary for be- most people because most people don't even know who they are in their own skin. And now they don't have distractions to be able to go do things outside of their job because COVID shut everything down. So the same thing goes that most people project They think something's happening to them when they walk through an interview situation versus recognizing it's their interpretation that they're taking through them. Mm. So for example, I teach think, talk, walk when I'm coaching or when I'm speaking or teaching or consulting. The reason why think is so important is because we don't do that. 
The only time we typically think is when the, you know, what has hit the fan so many times year after year after year that we have to recognize we're the common denominator. And the door is hitting you in the ass and you're like, okay, I I can't avoid this. Absolutely. It just keeps happening to Yes. (laughs) Because we blamed for years. We blame it's my boss. It's my job. It's this, it's that it's all, we blame all external. But we never say, what's my responsibility in this? Right? And so- 100%. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you're right about 2020. It was this year that, as you said, is life working for you or not? I call it the year of the relaunch. <laughs> of course I yeah. would, right? But yeah, it is. Course. But it is. Every single person in 2020, everyone I've talked to, right? I mean- at some point during the year had a relaunch in yes. some area of their life. And it's because they're asking themselves that question. Is yeah. it working? What's not working? And they're realizing, Hey, all fingers are pointing back at me. Absolutely. It's a mere reflection. It is 100%. So that's the part about interviewing is when somebody interviews you, it's a mere reflection. And so we don't know how to communicate externally And the reason why is because we haven't done the work internally first to even understand why we're saying what we're saying. We're just talking heads. We're bobbleheads. We're just right. Absolutely. Right. So we, we anticipate, and then we've got this story in our head of what we think we should be saying to appease the other person, because what we've done literally from the apply button or in the interview process is we've lowered ourselves. Mm. We've said, I'm inferior to you because you have the job and I want the in. And so I'm going to try to mold and manipulate myself to be able to find a common ground so that you think I'm good enough to be able to move forward in this process. That's the same thing that happened when I did admissions work in Flint, Michigan in 2008, when 99% of the people I worked with were non-traditional students. They didn't have an identity any longer because of their job was gone. So they came and they said, well, I've been told by the world that now I need to go get a bachelor's degree in order to get a job. So this is what I'm doing here. And I'm like, that's not good enough. You have to understand why you're about ready to invest almost $100,000 and four years of your life into this. And they're like, I just need a job. And I'm like, that's not going to fly. Right. So the same thing. So when I interview people, there's only two questions I ever ask from a behavioral-based perspective. The first one is, tell me when you've been in a follower role, but you've led from behind because everybody says they're a leader. But if you think about it, most jobs that you're going to have, you will be in a follower role. Even if you're a manager or a leader of your company, you still are in a follower role because unless you are the CEO of the company, you are following someone else's direction, that mission statement, right? So that's number one is that, tell and me when even, you- And even if you're the CEO, you still have oh, you yeah. hire experts, you hire your marketers. Right. You, have to, you have to believe that they know what they're doing and you hope they know more- about right. their specific area than you. Absolutely. So and I, and when, tell me, tell me where you have been in a follower role and led from behind. I mean, yes, yes. right. So, so there's good. that one. And the other one is 
Tell me when you've had to change your personality or behavior traits in order to work with a person or a group. If you are not self-aware enough to know how you show up when working with others, and again, you think it's somebody else's problem on why you don't function with them, we have a problem. And so those two questions allow me to know, do you know yourself well enough so that I can understand, are you trainable? Because to me, I'm not looking at you as in, you're going to be really great at this job that I'm hiring you for. I'm looking at you as, are you going to be someone who wants to link arms and elevate this company and potentially be here for the next three to five years and make it your best go? I know I'm not looking at you for like, you're going to be here for forever. I don't care about that because I don't even know where this company is going in three to five years. What I'm worried about is, are you self-aware enough to know how big or small your learning curve is going to be as you take this job? Because I know you're not thinking just about this job. I know you're already thinking about the next job that you want at this company. You know what? This is relevant, not just in the, the working world. It's relevant in your life. It's relevant in, you know, I've been divorced. And first thing I had to do was raise my hand and say, hey, this is both of us, my responsibility. Yes. I contributed, you contributed and too many people. It's the, the blame game, right? It, uh, I could have had this happen. I could have done this. If they had done this, I would be more successful. The company would be more successful if I had more money, right. if I had more investment, if right. I had more customer. I mean, all of these things, I, I right. absolutely love it. I love it. Anybody who has to interview anybody out there, make sure that you have documented those two questions. I did. Yes. <laughs> I yes. Okay. So you have come from corporate, you moved into this entrepreneur role. You obviously did not, or maybe you did, maybe it's just, you know, innate. we have talked about um, Malcolm Blackwell in the past about, you know, doing something 10,000 times to really have it, you know, get seated in you. But how did you go from that corporate and learn all of these incredible things that you have been sharing with us? What path led you here and in, in terms of like courses and things? Cause I know a lot of us out there are course junkies and we're hearing yeah. you're like, gosh, this is, you know, really good, good stuff. Yeah. It's all, so there aren't courses, it's people. Mm -hmm. So we are terrified to connect with somebody that we don't understand what already the end intention is going to be before we ever have the conversation with them. And we think that the only time that we should be networking is when we're needing a, a different job. And so it is the 12,000 plus interviews that I've done. It's the like 2,000 plus people that I've managed. It's about understanding that person from a factual perspective through asking questions versus an emotional perspective, which is making an assumption. Hmm. When you listen to when somebody is saying and you ask a question back that starts with who, what, where, when, why, or how, it's a factual question back. You are not putting words in somebody's mouth. You are hearing what they're saying and you are meeting that person exactly with where they're at and you are building on again and again and again to the conversation. 
100%. And I got to say it again, you know, they, they label this, I was a psych major, narrative therapy, right? You always repeat back what they are saying, and then you can add to it the, the how, the what, the why, right. the why, the why, the why, which is yeah. so critical for you. And in this think, talk, walk method, we've, we've discussed the thinking and it, tell me more about the talk. Sure. So once you gain the curiosity, which inspires you to gain knowledge, wisdom, and information, that's the think process. You move on to the talk process. And when you talk, you have to talk internally first. So you take that all that wisdom you learn in the think process and you're starting to categorize out for yourself, like what works for me, what doesn't work for me, like what do I want to learn more about? And then that's when you have to speak it out loud, which when you speak it out loud, it means that you are at a stage that you have trust, worth, and value in yourself. You recognize that when you ask somebody to give you 20 minutes of their time, you're not doubting yourself any longer that, quote, they're too busy. I shouldn't ask them. Somebody who does that is buffering themselves because they don't believe in their worth or their value, or they're not trusting their own thoughts yet. And when you start trusting your own thoughts and you are willing to be in an open dialogue, your confidence will elevate. Confidence isn't something like one day you're like, I'm going to be confident. It's got, it has to be rooted in somewhere else. And it has to be rooted in trust that's why like I did this presentation recently to the city manager and city mayor of Charlotte. And I had to give myself a pep talk before I walked into that presentation saying, there is a reason why that you are here, Tori, that you were asked to be in this presentation. And it is because you speak truth and you trust yourself when you hear something and you're willing to lean in and keep getting curious. I'm not worried about an outcome, an expectation, an assumption, or a judgment that could come out of the conversation. I'll deal with that when I get there. But for right now, if I talk my truth prior to ever getting in the room, then I'm going to have so much more merit to me to understand why I'm saying what I'm saying to somebody else. Hmm. Is this what you did this morning at your big your yes. meeting? Yes. Okay. What does Tori's pep talk look like? Like what, what does it sound like? It sounds like no judgments, no expectations and give up the need to know. If you are so worried about already understanding the end result before you ever even start, before the beginning, like take offline, you are just going to repeat the lessons that you choose not to learn, which is you have no idea what you are going to learn or what you're going to experience if you don't get in the arena. Mm-hmm. You have to get in the arena, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing is the, the walk piece, the third part of this think talk walk is the end of this pep talk, which is you need advocates, ambassadors, and champions. And so if you plant seeds of significance in yourself because you now have stopped chasing achievement 
and started filling yourself up with personal fulfillment, people will show up in your life. That's so what you're saying. Yeah. So you're all about develop the people, stop chasing the achievement. Absolutely. And that you means have no start idea. You got to start yeah. with yourself. Start to really create you. Start with that foundation. I love it. And then all of a sudden the seeds start to really. Absolutely. It, it, it's so impactful. And I love your think, talk, walk program. We have a, a make, keep, grow. And so I love I it. Laugh. I think, you know, it's like one of those diagrams where we could draw our lines, you know, it's just, it's so, it really is so relevant. And I do think it's, um, it's something you mentioned earlier and it, I want you to go into it. You have some interesting ways of defining the process. One of the ones that you mentioned to me was date your career. Yes. Can you help us? Because again, I just got to say this. I say date yourself. That's like a big thing that I'm like, Hey, would anyone want to date you? Right. Like, would you date you? If you were like this, if you were showing up like this, if right. you were, you know, are, are you actually the CEO of you, the entrepreneur of you? And I, I love this. So tell us about dating your career. Sure. When I was an admissions rep in 2008, my, the, the 5% that was traditional students were, I would go to these schools and I would say to these sophomores and juniors and seniors, like, do you want to come to the university that I worked for? Right. And it was during the recession and they were terrified and their eyes were the size of saucers because they're, they're saying, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do because everything I thought to be true, what I was going to do from a career is now not available. Right. And so I said, it doesn't even matter. Your job doesn't even exist right now. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? All everybody has ever told me growing up is what do you want to be when you grow up? What are you going to do when you grow up? What job are you going to have? You know, that sort of thing. After, and I'm after saying, asking, after asking your name, that is the yeah. next, I yeah. say 90%. So what do you do? Yes. Either what do you do, right? Or if you're you younger, do? like, you know, in high school, what do you want to be when you grow up type of thing, right? Yeah. That from go, what we teach individuals early on is you have to have everything figured out. And if you don't, then there must be something wrong, which is so baffling to me because last time I checked, until you walk through an experience, you at the moment are just filled with hypothetical scenarios on how this could go which is going to create a story or a narrative that is going to inspire fear in you because you have now no factual information yet you believe something to be true. So dating your career is about recognizing there is a reason why I'm in this job. Do I recognize that not everybody functions like I do? That's really interesting. Most people think we all function the same or everything should come just, and I'm like, I'm, there's no way under the sun I would ever be a scientist or you would want me to touch anything dealing with math. Like it would be awful. Like it would not happen. Like it'd be bad. Right. So like, why do you think that we're all the same? We're not, we're different. And what lights you up might drain me. And I'm thankful that you can be on this team to help me do X because I'll do Y. And because we're recognizing the diverse experiences, yet we're figuring out the relationship to be inclusive, that will elevate both of us. 
right? So it's a partnership. Yes. yes. But it's then what happens? When, it's when you yeah. realize it's like that Lego set that, you know, as you plug in another one of the Legos, you're continuing to build out the end product. Right. A lot of times you can't do it all on your own. And in fact, sure. you know, the two coming together is better than just the one. Absolutely. Right. And then the other thing is, is that just like dating people and dating could mean friendship, right? Or relationship or dating your career, please recognize aspects belong in your life for a reason and a season. And most of us are living on expired seasons when we talk about our career. And what happens is, especially females do this, we basically we do 150% of our job when really we're doing an, an additional job description in our job. And when we leave, they're going to have to hire more than one person to fill our spot. And the reason why is because we should have moved on from that job. I guarantee you at least two years ago or longer, but because we didn't, because we never put our name at the top of our to-do list and dated ourselves and discovered what we wanted, we just kept making more, um, more work for ourselves because we were at least comfortable in our current job and we tacked on all this other stuff. So we created a, a facade and then we oh, wonder why. I call it the, I can do that syndrome. Oh yeah. Right. I can do that. I can do that. I can, yes. you don't need to hire anyone else. I can do that. Right. And then you wonder why, and, but then they're frustrated and they go and they're like, I'm doing everything. Yes. Right. But then they're like, you're not giving me a raise. You're not recognizing my performance. You're not doing this. And they think it's externally somebody else's fault. And it's not, it's yours because you're dating somebody that, or you're dating your career that doesn't serve you any longer. But you would have to believe in yourself and trust yourself and recognize that every single time that you feel pain, you better look in the mirror and recognize who is causing that pain. Mm, so good. And we could just keep going and going and going, but we can't. Alas, we are at rapid fire questions. Yes. I really need, I need like, you know, some type of bell or you know, something. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And you are going to give me your first answer. And then at the end, I am going to hear all about where we can, you know, get in contact with you. All right. So on Zoom, do you dress head to toe or are you belly button up? Belly button up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how often are you washing your hair these days? Um, I did it especially for you. So it's been, well, twice this week, only because I had that face-to-face -face presentation or it would have been once this week, like to take a shot, like to take a, to do the hair and everything. Yes. Okay. So this is going to be an interesting one. Tell me where you have been in a follower role and you led from behind. Oh my gosh. My whole entrepreneur career is in a follower role. Because yeah. the person is the leader. It's their life that I'm working with. It's not mine. That is the money answer. That is, that's good, girl. <laughs> All right. And are you more a backyard barbecue or a schwanky pate? Oh, backyard barbecue, 100%. Yeah. The Michigan girl in me is lake. 
beach house and s'mores. Oh, there's a lot of people out there like, I like this gal even more now. All right. And what is your favorite beauty product by name? So there is an awesome boutique that is an entrepreneur firm in Chicago called Mojo Spa. Mm-hmm. And they're great. And they ship around the country. And, and so I what would I product. get? What would I get at Mojo Spa? It's called Am- um, Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Nightly Serum. Ooh, I love Ugh. the serums. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll definitely link to that one. And when I say, how would you describe a powerhouse of possibility? What would you say? I think that your dreams are, they absolutely know the way. You just have to be ready and willing to listen to them. That's the powerhouse because that knock's never going to go away. That's what happened to me, right? It took 10 years for me to finally go, okay, fine, I'll open the door. But like my dream is the powerhouse. That's what sits in everybody. Mm, So this is what I love about you. The way you described that that knock, that dream, that knock will never go away. It's going to keep knocking. Yes. So you have a choice. You can either acknowledge it and open up the door or continue to wait, but it's still going to be knocking. Absolutely. Gets, I feel like it just gets louder. It does. <laughs> Come on. It does. As, it, as you're in yes. the mid zone, it's like make that, like I call it the G zone, get to the genius zone, get to that yes. great zone, get, get there sooner than later. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So Tori, you're absolutely fabulous. How can we, and I'm going to link everything in the show notes, but how can we support you? How can we get, you know, further involved with what you're working on? Tell us. Sure. So my company's name is evolution, but I spell it with the word you Y O U in the middle. So it's evolution.net is my website. I'm on Instagram um, and LinkedIn. Any of those platforms, you'll see um, videos or content or speaking engagement opportunities, but happy to help from a speaking coaching around the country, consulting with teams, um, or teaching. I teach as an adjunct faculty too. So anything that allows me to be able to plant seeds of significance in the lives of others so that they can show up in their life and be their own ripple effect and impact as they choose themselves and change the world. I'm in. Uh, All right, everyone, you've heard that. And is the handle the same Instagram? It's evolution with the U, Y-O-U. And again, we'll have these all connected. Well, Tori, thank you for being here today. Lively conversation. You continue to bring that awesome, awesome aura around you like that, that firecracker spirit, which I love so much. It helps me get through, you know, these shows as well. So thank you for being here. It was really a pleasure to connect and I look forward to keeping you, you know, Hey, who knows what we're going to do in the future together. Absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest 
which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.